Well, on this episode of Geek Out Loud, we've teamed up with Chewy's Cantina to bring you a collector's spotlight, our good friend Big Jim, who uh, has just been a great friend, and we're going to get to know him, and we're going to talk some toys and collecting on your safe place to geek out. And welcome to Geek Out Loud, the safe place to geek out here on the internet. My name is Steve Glosson. Glad to be along with each and every one of you. And we welcome those of you joining us right now live at Facebook, at Facebook Live over at Chewy's Cantina. And the way you can go and be a part of Chewy's Cantina, a great collector's group over on Facebook, is by going to geekoutonline.com slash cantina. Geekoutonline.com slash cantina will take you there. You can join up and get in on some great times with some good fellas, some good ladies over there, selling some good stuff, trading some good stuff. And sometimes there's just random acts of kindness that'll blow your mind. It's a great place to be. It's a great community of collectors. And uh, it is a safe place to collect, really. If this is a safe place to geek out, then Chewy's Cantina is a safe place to collect. And tonight, we're going to put in the hot seat all the way from out in the Midwest. He hails from Chicago, Illinois. He is the man with the hookup that you just would not believe. It, it's just an amazing thing to have. We're happy to have him here to talk toys, collecting his geekdom, all things fun. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jim Arcudi. Jim, what's going on, my friend? How are you, brother? Good to have you with us, sir. Welcome to Geek Out Loud and, of course, Chewy's Cantina. Thanks for having me. I know you're familiar with the cantina, my, <laughs> my friend, but uh, but but Geek Out Loud may be a little bit of a different experience for you tonight. I've, I've watched a few and I've listened to a few, so... Well, I listened. Here, you're not going to be expected to pull anything out tonight and sell it, so so we're good to go there. It's just going to sit around and chit-chat. <laughs> if you need me to, I can. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. We may surprise. We'll surprise everybody with a sales real quick. Um, that's one of the things people, especially those watching the the cantina gym are going to know you from the sales that 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 we've been doing there in the cantina since since lucas launched this thing and and got it going and you have been one to um just step up and not only kind of take on a great admin role there in the group but always providing good deals and and you're able to find things and, and get your hands on things uh, with relative uh, relative ease, you know, I, you, you have some limitations uh, that we all do, but I, I don't think it's a secret that one of the things that you do in your life is you um, are, a, I, I don't know, is it an Entertainment Earth rep? How, what, what do you call what you do there? Um, <clears throat> I started uh, Asylum Toys and Collectibles, uh, which is my business. I do shows locally and some of the other shows around Chicagoland area. And I, um, I signed up to be a wholesaler for Entertainment Earth. I was going to say wholesaler, but I didn't. I was going to say wholesaler, but I didn't want to overstep my bounds there. That sounded too. Oh, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so you you've been doing you've been going around to, 
to shows and stuff and selling. How long have you been doing that? Uh, probably three years now. Okay. I've been collecting for a right, long time. But right. As a seller, probably three years. Did you did you start doing that like with your own collection? Like you just said, I've got too much stuff, and, and now I'm just going to start kind of letting the things I can let go, let them go, and then that kind of spiraled into, hey, this is kind of fun. and Or, or, or how did you Stop. get into doing this? Uh, I, the Chicagoland area is very, very hard as a, a collector that is not uh, flipping mm-hmm. to collect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I came up with the idea, start this, help people out trying to get Marvel Legends, Star Wars, whatever it might be, at a retail cost instead of having to pay absorbent <laughs> eBay prices on stuff. Right. So it's my collection plus stuff that I did get from Entertainment Earth, and uh, I go from there. It, yeah. My booth is mainly new stuff, mm-hmm. but I do put up some stuff of my own on there. A couple of, couple of pieces to kind of catch the eye a little bit, bring them in, reel them in with a little right. bit of the classic stuff, and, and then hit them with the new. Well, the thing about right. you being an Entertainment Earth wholesaler is, for, for people in the cantina, that's just been a big help with with finding stuff. Because nowadays... The way, and I don't know, you know, we've talked about this before on other shows, and, and this is not a door I want to open or a road I want to go down again at this time, but but either it's Hasbro's distribution or the way that some of these stores choose to order and, and choose to stock, uh, it just seems like the minute something's on the shelf, it's gone, and Hasbro refuses a lot of times to repack or, or re, you know, re-release something. Every now and again, you'll have a figure come along that they'll say, okay, we'll we'll send out a wave or we'll send out a couple of cases that are just this one figure that was real popular. But, you know, when it comes to the rest of that wave, you may have missed. It's like, you know, it's like old Jack Handy's deep thoughts back in the day on Saturday Night Live. If you drop your keys in a river of molten lava, let them go. Cause man, they're gone. And that's really how it is on store shelves with some of these action figures and stuff. Especially around the Chicagoland area. Yeah. It's everywhere. Like that. That's the thing. Like I thought, for the longest time, I lived down in South Georgia where there's nothing. You know, you I lived in a town where if you drive five minutes in any direction, and literally, and I'm not exaggerating, you're in the middle of nowhere, you're in the country. And so you'd have to drive 30 minutes this way to go see a movie, 30 minutes that way to go to a decent Walmart, 30 minutes that way to go somewhere decent to eat. And, um, <clears throat> and so I just thought, well, because I lived down in Hicksville, Georgia, it's hard to find anything. But then I move up to a place where we've got a Toys R Us. When they were open, you know, there are a couple of Walmarts. There's a there's a Target in a town that's within spitting distance, you know. Same problem. Nothing on the shelves. Nothing going on. And so, you know, we turn to these online retailers and stuff, like you say, you know, to be able to, to, be able to get your hands on it. And so you being a wholesaler has really helped. I know several people. I know it's helped me, you know, in the cantina to not have the stress of, oh, I'm not going to be able to find this. And, you know, but hey, Jim's got my back. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that that's the main reason why I did it. It's, I get, I, I love collecting, mm-hmm. but I, I also like the side of helping people out. Yeah. You know, they, they get something that they're not able to find. Yeah. And um, that's one of my main, main reasons why I, decided to uh get into what i do is because i could actually go to these shows and yes some of the sellers don't like me very much because they're selling something i have for twice as much because 
they actually had to go in the stores and get it. I'm getting it at wholesale, so I'm able to give it for retail. Okay. So. Well, that, that's, you know, and that's the thing. I know there are a lot of guys out there that um that love the that love the wheeling and dealing of the scalping side of things you know it's like oh i just you know i i ran out and i got uh i don't know um the the wicket in the latest wave and now i paid i paid 12 to 15 dollars for it but here you go 30 dollars you know and and it's just like within two days here it is 30 dollars and you're just kind of like buddy you you know, it. I understand making a profit on something, but if you go out and buy these things and, and grab these things just to mark them up a hundred percent of what you paid, you're hurting the hobby. You're not helping. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and 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 I know that we all have this mentality that toys and these collectibles are supposed to fund, you know, some either some child's college education or our retirement or something. But at the end of the day, they are toys, yeah. and you know, and and the idea of of anything being remotely as valuable as a vinyl cape Jawa, you know, that's made, you know, in this area is just not going to happen, you know? And, and, and unfortunately there's this cycle that becomes this cycle of scalping where, well, I bought it for 30, so I want at least 35, you know, well, I bought it for 35, so I want at least 50, but you're going to come to a point where like people are like, I'm not paying $50 for that. I'm not paying 40 bucks for that. And so, it's just good to because I collect to collect, you know. I like what I like and and so I collect what I like and, and collect to collect. I don't collect with the idea of and so, uh, of of retiring off this stuff. So it's really frustrating. And that's what I love about this group, you know, the cantina and everything is is in here. It's mostly guys trying to help each other out, you know. Yeah, even on stuff we know we could make a certain markup on. I, listen, I will never forget one of the most exciting days I ever had in Chewy's Cantina to sell was you had a bunch of excess uh, vintage collection stock, and you just started blowing them out. And <laughs> before I knew it, I had fifteen, ten or fifteen figures on the way to me at great at a great price, though. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like you were like, all right, this one will be twenty. This it was like five bucks, five bucks, five bucks, and. You know, on one hand, I felt bad. I'm like, dude, I hate he's having to get rid of his stock like this. But on the other hand, I'm like, this would never happen in a million years. This is one of those stories that I will tell, you know, my my nieces and nephews for years to come. Yeah. <laughs> the legend, yeah. the legend of the Chicago Arcudi. That's what yeah. we we'll call it. <laughs> but that's the greatest part about it. You're able to. That's overstock for me. Yeah. And I have that stuff in a storage unit or a storage bin or something for a year. It's not making me any money. Right. It's not doing anything like that for me. So I'm going to sell it and get some of my money back. But at least I could help people starting a new vintage collection mm-hmm. yeah. or saying, I really like that figure. I just want it in right. a vintage collection style. Yep. Yeah. It's, and, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. And, you know, and it, and it's like I say, it takes a load off when it, because collecting shouldn't be stressful. It should be fun. Right. And, and it really does take a load off the mind when, um, when you do that now, I've, I've, I just want everyone to know I am catching a little bit of heck from my friend Shaz uh, for wearing shades tonight. But I, this is a choice; it's a personal choice I made, and uh, and and we're going to do that. So um, I, I can't play the music because we don't want Facebook to shut down the feed. But but lethargic Chewy's back, and I don't know Chewy. You may want to turn down your side of things, your volume on your side of things, because for the podcast, I've got to play your. I got to play your walkout music, man. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. All right, you, all right, mute yourself. Here we go in three, two, one, mute.
Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as Lethargic Chewy. He's been on... He, he, he stars in the YouTube series Back to the Wax Packs. He is the, uh, the founder of Chewy's Cantina, and uh, we are so glad to have him here with us. It is the great Lucas Butler. Lucas, what's going on, man? Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome Hello. in. Welcome in. It's good to be hanging out with uh, Jim and you tonight. Yeah. I do like the sunglasses. They, they Thank rival you. my nice red readers I have. Yeah, here. your hipster readers, yeah. Um, well, what's going to be bad is when I'm trying to see something on the screen and I do this mess here. I'll be like, now, hold on, guys. <laughs> Let's see. What do we got here? So, um, That's a cool fella you got there, boy. <laughs> yeah, Lucas, I've been talking to Jim. We've been talking about, you know, kind of the, the way he got into at least being an Entertainment Earth wholesaler and some of the sailing he does and everything um, at shows and, and some of the stuff that's happened in the cantina. And we haven't really dug now into the heart of heart of the collecting bug, Jim. Do you know when it started for you? Uh, collecting, yeah. Uh, since I was a little kid, watching GI Joe on and Transformers and Star Wars, uh, nothing like opening up a brand new box or a new package or a bubble and that plastic smell <laughs> and getting excited because. Yeah, you mess up the stickers on it or whatever like that, but it's yours. And then you get to go destroy it. And going outside and throwing your X-Wing across the lawn to see if it flies on its own <laughs> to the G.I. Joes with firecrackers. We've all done it. Mm. You know, it's uh, I, I took some time off. Um, and then what really got me back into collecting was uh, the power of the force came out? Yes, and I was yep. like, okay, I yep. didn't like it it much, but I was still collecting. But then the McFarlane stuff. Oh wow! Uh, okay, Dragon series, the Twisted uh, Christmas, the Twisted Fairy Tales, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I really like McFarlane's toy line, so I started doing that. Now McFarlane, he that's uh his toy line was was that late nineties, early two thousands when he when he got into the toys because he'd been doing obviously he he had come out of Marvel doing the Spider Man and, and launched Spawn and, and did they was it Image Comics that they started and um and did Spawn and all that stuff. And so it would have been that would have was in the midst of the big comic boom. So I guess that would have been late nineties when he stepped put his toe yeah. into the toy realm, wasn't it? Yeah, you had you had the Spawn toys that went along with the comics. He did a lot with sports, um, baseball. That's hockey, right. Basketball. Yeah. Um, I know Tops was thinking about picking him up for a while to have a Tops McFarlane kind of thing. I don't know mm -hmm. whatever happened with that, but um, being a comic book guy, yeah, Spawn was a. Image Comics to me when it came and you see the McFarlane artwork and that you remember from a Spider-Man or something like that, it, it was really a good thing. And then seeing his toys, and that's the first time I seen figures that size right. with that type of articulation and all the great detail. Yeah. Well, that was really in the early days of the McFarland line of toys. That it was more about the detail a lot of times in the articulation, as I recall. Like mm -hmm. he basically had some limited articulation, but they were gorgeous statues to look at. It, it, you know, plastic statues. And um, I never picked any of them up because I was a straight up 
Star Wars and and and, and around the time McFarlane launched uh, a little bit of the Marvel Legends stuff uh, collector, you know, the Toy Biz stuff back back in those days. Hard to believe that's twenty plus years ago at this point, isn't it? Um, right. So I want to go. I want to get back though to 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 Baby Jim, back to the kid who was into the Transformers and the and the Star Wars and the GI Joe because I know even to this day GI Joe remains a big thing for you and you. There's a lot of times when we'll be in these sales and you'll be dropping knowledge bombs about some of the GI Joe Real American Hero stuff and I'm like, here's a guy that is 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 prone to do what I'm prone to do when they hit on a toy line that I know about and just start let me tell you about it would would GI Joe had been your number one during that time with you know because I yep. think I think a lot of us from that era had those same top 3 Star Wars Transformers and GI Joe and then mm-hmm. and then eventually He-Man would get thrown in there yep. uh you know and so for me it would have been Star Wars Transformers GI Joe that would have been my 1 2 and 3 uh, but I know a lot of people who their number one was GI Joe. Yeah. Um, and so what, what was it about the GI Joe, the real American hero line that appealed to you so much back then? The cartoon I loved a lot. Um, star Wars was, uh, to me, it was a movie, a great, it was awesome. I loved everything about it. I grew up in, um, California when I was little we didn't have a lot of money, so pretty much whatever we could get our hands on. And the G.I. Joes, to be honest, were a little bit cheaper than the Star Wars stuff. And um, I would get a better chance of that. And then I, I loved, of course, the the ability to get so many accessories with it, you know. And um, I, I branched out. I, of course, there's Mask, and I love Robotech, and... Um, God, you can name all the cartoons out that, uh, yep. you know, uh, Silverhawks, stuff like that. Yes, but yeah. I always hung on to G.I. Joe. It was something I watched religiously. Um, Star Wars, for me, was my second, and then Transformers, because Transformers loved everything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Ever was able to get all the toys I wanted. Right, right. And that's kind of the problem I think a lot of kids ran into back then. I was not immune to that at all. You know, they were so expensive. And and so I had nowhere near the size of a collection of Transformers that I did of Star Wars and even G.I. Joe. I probably, I know I had more Joes than I did Transformers, but I think it was just, I like the cartoon Transformers a lot better than I like G.I. Joe. But I love G.I. Joe. Like, like I'm just saying, you know, those things, though, I don't know that people who grew up later than that era, and, and I don't mean to be that old guy who's like, back in my day, but I, I really don't. I don't know that there's anything. You are that guy. You are that guy. I am, I am now, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lucas. Um, yeah. You too, buddy. Yeah, next week, a week from today. So, um, but, but, you know... I don't know that there there's been anything as culturally significant to kids since that era uh, where because they were essentially toy I know they were essentially toy commercials and that always gets said as some kind of negative thing but I think it was great like for me it 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 produced the fondest of childhood memories you know like to come home from school and watch these cartoons and to play with these toys and everything and I and I know that kids will say who grew up in the nineties, we had Power Rangers, we had this, we had that. But when you got to school 
and you got around your friends, every single one of you had seen G.I. Joe the day before or Transformers or you had the new toy. And so it became a thing that you played on the playground and you acted out and you you got together and you brought your toys together and played. You know, I mean, it really was a cultural thing back then. Um, and G.I. Joe was so neat because of what Hasbro did to add in the science fiction element, but also, you know, that, that was something they had in their back pocket from back in the sixties and seventies and everything. But then to say, we're going to go star Wars scale with these guys, we're going to go to three and three quarter inch scale. And we're going to create a, a, a Larry Hama comes in, you know, and they're like, make us some good guys and bad guys create, you know, here are the characters, give them backstories. Here's the comic, here's the cartoon. And you've got this rich, colorful tapestry of characters, you know, like that first wave is very generic, even with some of the characters, you know, very grunt and, and all those guys, you know, very military generic. But as you move on and, and get a little color splash here, color splash there, ninjas for crying out loud, you know, all that stuff. Did you have a favorite Joe back in the day? Yes. Uh, mine was dusty. Oh, really? Dusty. Yeah. Desert uh, man is, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar cause we're all around the yeah. same age. Yeah. Back in the eighties, we had those hats with the tails that came <laughs> off the back <laughs> checkerboard or whatever. And Dusty was the first one I seen with that helmet with that come down. Yeah. So I used to spray paint my hat or color it with a marker or, you know, to make it look like Dusty's. So when I was outside playing with my, even the little plastic green men, mm-hmm. army men, I'd pretend like I was like Dusty the commander. Yeah. And um, so he stuck with me. Yeah. It was just, Dusty was my favorite I I had multiple of him because I'd break him so often. Yeah. So he was one I would replace. Man. Here's, here's the real question, though, Jim. When you're outside playing, you've got your custom hat. <laughs> Are you rocking what we used to call the jams? Remember those shorts? They were like, yep. at least we had them in the South. The, the All kinds of crazy colors. <laughs> that was below yep. your knees. <laughs> yeah, but that was yep. later. That was much later in the 80s than Dusty on G.I. Joe. Are you Joe. serious? Yeah. Yep. Well, maybe, you know, at my house, that's all we had. Right. <laughs> board shorts. Board shorts. Yeah, board, board shorts. Yeah, you were out in California with the board shorts, yeah. yeah. We, we had, had vans, jams. board shorts, and we'd usually be shirtless. Yeah. It was vans with uh, shorts, because we lived closer to the beach. Right. So that was our thing. It was during the summer, you had a tail, <laughs> yes. shaved head, because your mom didn't want to get your hair cut. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be outside with no shirt on. Yes. Yeah. I'm going for that look right here, but I'm letting the hair grow here. There, yeah, yeah, down exactly. on the chin. We're yeah, both yeah. On the reverse instead of going, yeah. instead of going with the rat tail, going with the with the facial hair. Yeah, it's got this weird move into it right now. I'm trying to work with it while we're on screen here. I don't you know, you know and and honestly, for a kid like me, suburban kid, growing up in Athens, Georgia, in that time, to see Dusty was the first time I saw like desert camo. You know, we all knew about the green camo, green and brown, you know, get in the woods camo, but desert camo was something kind of new. Now, obviously, it would come into more play, you know, several years later because of Desert Shield and Desert Storm and all. But when you thought of Army guys, you thought of that Army green. You thought of that green camo. And here comes Dusty, you know, uh, in, as in this one, telling us to put our reflectors on our bike. Right. <laughs> You boys okay? Dusty, we didn't see you. And I couldn't see you. 
No wonder. Always put reflectors on your back. Now we know. Yep. And knowing no is half the battle. battle. <laughs> <laughs> that was the mantra for kids. In our That's age. yeah. It really was. It really was. the The other thing about yeah. GI Joe to me, Jim, the the GI Joe were the vehicles they made. Because with GI oh. Joe, you could go and go into a little drugstore and get a five dollar Trouble Bubble or um, the 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 Checkpoint Station, you know, Dang. Checkpoint Alpha. And it'd be this little yeah. bitty thing, but still be cool and kind of fire the imagination. Or if you're one of those kids, you know, right. that lived down the road and, you know, on the good side of the neighborhood, you might end up with, you know, not necessarily the flag, but you'd end up with all kinds of other, you know, stuff that would, you know, the, 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 yeah. the level. They would have Havocs, we would have the vamps. Yes. You know, we'd yeah. have the small stuff that you could get for $5, mm-hmm. the, the checkpoint or the bunker or, yep. you know, the accessory pack where you have 15 different missiles. And, yes. Yeah. You know, they came in with a big, huge toy that took on, <laughs> you know, they had I to was, bring a truck just to pull it. I was fortunate enough to have the Havoc. I really dug that vehicle because that was, to me, one of those great combinations of the sci-fi and the military. Because on one hand, you almost believe it could be something that exists. You know, the big cannons that on the front that kind of go up and down, someone up on top. But then all of a sudden that back opens up and here comes a little, you know, flight craft out, you know, that's just, and you're like, okay, you know, and I always thought that was cool. And then the thing that captured my imagination the most in the GI Joe repertoire vehicles was the bridge layer. I have, I have no idea why I thought the bridge layer was so cool, but man, I didn't think it got any better than the bridge layer back in the day. I love the bridge layer. That was one, one of my favorite, I would dig a trench in my yard which of course my mom didn't like because I was running the grass. Right. Just put the bridge layer over. Yep. Yep. It it was just such a cool, cool concept. And then imagine my surprise when one day I'm watching the news, I guess it was probably during the desert shield, desert storm area, you know, when they're showing stuff and I see in the background, this machine with a big old bridge layer back there where they can actually bridge a little chasm if they need to. And I'm like, what in the world? This is real. Yeah. came from the cold war. That was around, Back when the G.I. Joe had it. I was and, absolutely uh, shocked that it was a real thing. Yeah, and it's it's amazing to see that even modern-day militaries have a sense of bridge layer. They have flotation devices that come over on tanks and they drop them in. Germany is big on that. And you can imagine that G.I. Joe did this in the 80s, and they're still trying to perfect it now. Because it's, it's all about war, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think about it. That bridge layer, who wouldn't need one? Right, right. You know? Yep. Yeah it 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 was such a cool cool vehicle to me, and you know every now and again for Christmas I would I would score one of those larger vehicles like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know I had uh, I had the tactical battle platform that was like uh, like a little water base up on four legs and everything. Yep. It was really really cool. That was. That was one of those that I just absolutely dug and thought was just a really cool, because I think that was the biggest GI Joe thing I had as far as like the vehicles and or or, or playset go, was mm-hmm. that and um and so to me it's like life as a Joe fan life doesn't get any better than this you know oh, right because right. I I knew I'd never have the court uh, headquarters or the terradrome right you know and then and then of course the you know the end all be all everyone always goes and talks about the flag. You know, when yeah. they start talking G.I. Joe toys. But, um, right. 
you know, what was of of those vehicles? You know, the hiss tanks and the and the asps and the and the rattlers yeah. and all the jet. What was some of your favorite vehicles out of that Joe line? Of course, the rattler. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rattler. And growing up and seeing Top Gun, yeah. and seeing that and <laughs> yeah. seeing these jets, of course, you're gonna love any jet that comes from. And the Rattler, even to this day, my favorite plane of all time is the Warthog, which is similar in some ways to the Rattler. Yeah, yeah. And um, I would say that the Defiant is something I never had. But now, I really would love. is is the Defiant? That's the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had the whole launching platform. Yes. Yeah, that that's, was up there with the flag. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and a lot of people a lot of people sleep on the Defiant because they because the flag gets all the coffee table attention and everything. But the Defiant was was big vertically. I've got a my my friend Erish, he I call him my brother from another mother who is on the show on a regular basis. He sent me a picture um over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash geek out loud. We were talking a little G. I. Joe one time, he and myself and Adam Bray. And Eric sent me a picture of him as a kid standing next to the Defiant box that he'd gotten for Christmas. And that thing was almost as tall as he was. And he was, you know, hitting, he was double digits age at that point. Like he was starting to hit growth spurts and stuff. And so (laughs) I was like, I never realized it was that big. You know, another, another big vehicle that Hasbro did for the GI Joe line was the whale early on. Oh, the hovercraft. By far, I have three of them now. Really? I love them. The the whale, I graduated from the water moccasin. When I was yes. a kid, I could only have the water moccasin. <laughs> yes. I played with that in the tub. Yep. Anytime there was water, I, I it was there. Yes. Because they float. It yeah. was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then I graduated to the whale. The yeah. whale, to me, is... That's it, huh? That's that. Yeah. That's the one. Wow. Yeah, I, I'll I'll collect whales until the day I die. I think <laughs> I had it's a magnificent platform. It yeah. has a depth charges. It has everything. Even comes with little motorcycles. So yes, that is so cool. I had the uh, I had the water moccasin, and of course the driver was Copperhead. Yep. And um, I remember I remember him being the driver. And I think one of the things that stuck out to him is he had Greedo colors. Like yeah. he he really did. Like the old Kenner Greedo. Had the same yeah. colors on him as the uh, as yep. the Hasbro uh, Copperhead, but such a great line uh, of toys. Over Lucas, yeah. I, I said when you get here, I'd let you man the chat if anyone uh, watching yeah, we, on Facebook we, Live has anything to say or add to the yeah, conversation. We've had a lot of folks chiming in, just kind of reliving the glory days with you guys, uh, <laughs> you know, enjoying the discussion, uh, chiming in about, hey, I remember having this, I still have that. Um, but those watching on Facebook, if you've got a question you want to throw out there to Jim or, or Steve or whatever, uh, that way we can, you know, kind of find out a little bit more about the the collector in the spotlight, Jim. Uh, so uh, I'm sure those questions would be welcome, and we'll be monitoring those as we kind of work through things. But yeah, everything so far is just everybody reliving it. Yeah, just like yeah. just like we are right now. So we're getting a little bit over here on the on the Mixler.com. Uh, people saying uh, Daniel Andy says. His oldest brother won a toy chest in a contest that was filled with G.I. Joe toys. And unfortunately, oh. Joe was banned in their house and he had to give it away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's sad, Daniel and Indy. Um, that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not fun. And then John Phillips says Masters of the Universe was frowned upon, I, I, I guess, in his house. Yep. The toys, not necessarily the show, he says. 
Um, and I know that was true of several people that ran in my circles where Masters of the Universe kind of got banned in their house for some reason. Um, it was a Skeletor. It was Skeletor. They, 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 it was, it was the thing back then. I, I, parents hated Skeletor. Yeah. I know, I know for me, you know, running the conservative Christian circles that we ran in, my dad being a pastor and everything, it was, it was the sword and sorcery aspect of it. It was the Dungeons and Dragons because this was the eighties, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and everything tied back into all that other junk and all, but I, but now my parents were pretty cool about the masters of the universe. Um, and I, to this day, I have a very special place in my heart for He-Man and the masters of the universe. Uh, it has been, I think all, do. it's been all I could do to, 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 to refrain from collecting these origins that have been so that Mattel, Mattel has done such a great job of, of distributing, even with the. Even with the Walmart exclusivity to it, you know, Mattel has done a fantastic job of distribution with those things. Oh, amazing! Um, if Hasbro, I know Hasbro is more of the adult version now, uh, if you want to say, because of back and forth with mm-hmm. different toy lines. But you know, Hasbro's the be-all, say-all. Right. Uh, if they would take a little, uh, little, little bit of you know. Criticism slash advice, mm-hmm. and say, you know, see what Mattel maybe you should over, you know, pour, <laughs> pour more into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, the new GI Joe line, the six inch, they they didn't expect it to be that popular. Right. I knew it was going to be popular a year ago when they were asking me for pre orders, and that's what I I knew about it before they released it. Yeah. And of course, it's a confidentiality thing where I can't say anything or I'll lose my account. But uh, I'm like, these are going to be popular. If they right. have anything like the Black Series, Black Series to me is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the new boxes, I can't. Uh, yeah, I do like those new boxes a lot. Yep, for sure. Um, all together, for sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you look at it, if it's even close to that, yeah, I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then they came out, the Snake Eyes exclusive came out. And everybody started wanting it. Yep. Then they really did the turn with that Target stuff. Yeah, that's that's one of those things that, you know, and anytime we start talking about modern toys, I slip into this and I try not to, but but I don't understand the the exclusivity. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't understand the exclusivity stuff with Target. Um, that, that's been a disaster with everything they've done. I was going to ask you about these new G.I. Joe toys. I know, like you say, the Black Series for you is kind of the end-all, be-all with Star Wars. And, and, and Hasbro has gotten – that's a line that I think has progressively gotten better. I think the, I think the Black Series have, have improved in quality over time. Um, and, and they were pretty – and they had a pretty good starting point when they did the 6-inch Black Series. You know, started out with pretty good quality. But I think they've improved along and along. Um, I think they have done more – I think they've done more tooling and stuff on the Marvel Legends side of things because I, I I don't I still don't think they make a lot of money off of their Star Wars license. But then to look and see the six inch success with Legends with Black Series and then go to well let's try GI Joe now. Um, with with what you've been able to see and get your hands on, how do you feel about that line? Are, are you are you are out, like outside of the distribution stuff? Are you pretty happy with it? Oh yeah, I, I, I am. Um, some of the Cobra Island stuff, I didn't like the variations that they did with it, but they still look good. Yeah. Um, love the Cobra Commanders. Mm-hmm. Snake Eyes looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, in both, you know, the exclusive the box set is this. I mean, it's like gold. It's 
amazing the stuff that came in that um roadblock stuff like uh, i i honestly think that they they didn't know it was gonna blast off like it did mm-hmm. so they're just kind of like filling holes they're like oh let's make a new roadblock oh well we already have one of them oh let's make a new cobra commander we already have three of those right yeah i want more diversity sure well, I want Dusty. I want, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want these. Even right. If they can do, if they can make a TIE fighter. Mm-hmm. They can make they a water moccasin. Yeah, they can make, they, a, they they can make a vamp. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah, a trouble yeah. bubble. They could absolutely do a trouble bubble with no problem. You're right. exactly right. Yeah. That'd be and really And I hear cool. that they're thinking about it, but mm-hmm. again... You know, it's, right. it's Hasbro. Well, I saw, and it was, a, I've not seen any of these things, I guess, in the wild. I, I, Lucas, I, I don't know that I've paid much attention to, to you if you have one. Uh, don't you have a Snake Eyes, I thought? Uh, I have a little bit. I had, I started down that road, Jim right. and Jay led me down the road. It's like, you know, here's a little candy, little boy. Going to blame, going to blame Jim and Jay. G.I. Joe Classified. And <laughs> I was in there, but I jumped out of the van. Right. So I've, I've sold some I did because uh, I have so much other stuff, but I, I did kind of pass along some of my um, classified stuff. Okay, we do have some more comments coming on Facebook. We got a plethora. If you'd like to hear some of those, yeah, whenever you're ready. It. All right, let's see. We got um, uh, RJ says my dad didn't like me having Thundercats. He said uh, uh, my parents right my them. parents would not let us have Thundercats. So they just bought him more Transformers. Uh, let's see. Oh Reed. no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Reese says Candyman Jim has come through for a lot of us. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I saw a good one from Zohan earlier. Let's see where we got that one. Uh, oh, he said, We need a video of little Jim running through the playground yelling, Yo, Jim! Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, yeah, with like one of those little beanies with a propeller on top and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just or my skip. Custom made hat. Yeah. Right. With, bo- with, some, with some board shorts. Yes, board shorts oh. and the custom made hat. Yeah. And the thing is, right. after. After seeing Jim on Halloween, I wouldn't be surprised if he would get out and do something like that. So, <laughs> I, well, I gotta have that in next Halloween. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Stuart, Stuart Tullis says, yeah, with rat tails and stripes on the sides. That's, That's right. Yep. That's right. Exactly. Like, a, oh, like a lot of the comments, uh, again, are just, you know, reliving the days like everybody else here, loving the discussion. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else? Oh, somebody, Norman said, nice mug, Steve. So. <laughs> oh, this yeah, this big old thing, water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of comments coming in, just reliving the days with you guys. Um, so. I, but I, I, I haven't seen any of these declassified in the wild. But dude, I saw on, on a um, on a YouTube video, someone was doing a a, a a review of of one of them, and and he showed the back of the box, and he showed. This and the artwork looks amazing. But what's so cool about it is, is at, they're adding to that artwork as they add new figures. And so he was pointing out that on one of the latest boxes, there's a major blood that is that has been added to the artwork and everything. Like the fact they've got Zartan coming out is just to mm-hmm. me amazing because Zartan was always one of my favorite, you know, baddies yep. back and in the day. The yeah, yeah, and um. But that art looks so awesome, and it really reminded me of the old Transformers box art that would be on the back. You know that, like you know, whereas your Kenner figures for Star Wars just had kind of they'd have pictures of all the product available. The 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 Transformers uh, 
had this great image on the back with like the Autobots and the Decepticons in a battle in space. And, and, and so then it would, you know, then as the years changed and the different waves changed, like that art kind of changed throughout the years. I think there were two or three different versions of that, you know, battle on the back of the, and, the, uh, and that's what that G had the little red thing on the bottom. Yeah. The, the, the tech specs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, but that's what seeing that art on those declassified things reminds me of. And I'm like, man, it, it's like they're getting everything right, but the distribution side of things. Yeah, you know, I was a little disappointed not to see the file card, file card. Like, yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was part of collecting GI Joes for me at least. Yes, yep. I had all that I any character I had, even though if I destroyed it or whatever, I had the file card still, and yeah. um, it I, it goes. Uh, one thing about 80s toy lines and cartoons I love the most is the storylines that they did and the fact that they kept you involved. Mm-hmm. So you're reading a storyline. They'll give you a card. Scratch this, you might win this. Or right. mail away for this. Or <laughs> right. They kept you going. Yep. You know, there yep. was interest. I think that's why like, with Marvel Legends nowadays, mm-hmm. yeah, they have the build figures. Right. But there's a lot of stuff that you're just going... We need more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they they have fifteen different Iron Men. I I mean, you could go on for days with Captain America Mm -hmm. and Iron Man. Yeah, uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got there, Steve? Well, this is my armless Joe Fixit, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching on Facebook Live, Joe Fixit can he'll break your arms if he had any. Um, (laughs) So I'm, and the reason I don't have arms for this is because the figures the arms come with are Cap and Iron Man from the Gamerverse. And I just don't want those figures. You know, it's like I, yeah. I, they're going to end up in a box somewhere just taking up space. And I think I have them for you. So Yes! Candyman! The Candyman can! Because <laughs> he makes his with love. It makes the world taste <laughs> But, you know, that yeah, the Build-A-Figure idea... Well, I remember back in the early 2000s when Toy Biz was doing the Marvel Legends and the first Build-A-Figure was Galactus. (laughs) Now, back then, everything was pretty straightforward. You you could figure out pretty quickly, all right, these are all in a wave, and this one is short-packed in a case. For whatever reason, they've short-packed this one. And so it became the chase figure, as it were. And then right. also what they would do with those Toy Biz Marvel Legends is, is they would have, say, I don't have one nearby, um, but let's say they had, well, they had the Hulk, you know, and they'd have the Hulk and, and, and he would be there, purple pants, big green body and everything. But then the chase figure was Hulk with a cloth good shirt ripped mm-hmm. on him, you know, um, and, and that kind of thing. But. But, and that would get frustrating, don't you know? But it was also there was also fun to that because you're going to find pretty much anything you needed eventually. But uh, but so yeah, the build a figure thing does keep you going. But like you say, you know, what? How many more Iron Men can we get? How many more versions of Captain America can we get? How many more different Wolverines can we get? And I like the X Men, but I don't love the X Men. So this past year has been very X Men heavy, except for. Uh, the the Spider-Man. the Spider Man stuff, which I loved all of it, man. I I mean, look, this Mysterio here is is a great. Oh, his head came off. 
<laughs> Mysterio's head's falling off. This is a great Mysterio, this guy. You know, I, I, it's it's got that cartoon look, but it also has a very good comic look to it. It's a re it's a repaint of the one they released in the Lizard Wave a couple of years back, but it's still a great looking figure. The Electro looked great. The Peter Parker looked weird, you know, but people and people were raving. I skipped on the Spider Man because I already had a Spider Man. But then people are raving about how much better that Spider-Man is than the Spider-Man I've got. I'm like, oh, I should have got him. Um, but you know, <clears throat> but ultimately, the, yeah, their character choices get a little strange sometimes. But the Stiltman wave that's coming out, I, I think they're all pretty much home runs. Well, the Stiltman is going to be a problem. <laughs> the ninja that the the legs come in is there's only one per case. You're kidding me. So. You'll get uh, a case of eight figures, mm-hmm. but there's only one ninja in it. Wow. So now you have, what is it, a six-inch uh, segment for the legs in yeah. each one. Yeah. Um, th- that's going to, I mark my words, that's going to be, if not right now, but in the future, people are going to try to build that as tall as they can. Well, sure, sure. And they're not going to be able to find that ninja because well, there's only one per well, case. Okay, and here's the thing. The ninja is an army builder figure. Yes. You know, you could pack two of those in a case. You could, you know, you could send out just a case of ninjas and they'd yep. probably go, like you say, because the leg segments do come with the ninjas. And they even showed that in their introduction to the Stiltman. The guy had Stiltman like way up here, yep. you know, three feet tall. And he's like, so you can buy the Well, no, you can't buy all the ninjas you need because you're putting them one to a case, Hasbro. Yep. Exactly. Wow, that didn't realize that. That that kind of makes me sick to my stomach. But that yeah, I just got three cases in on Saturday, and uh, one of my guys out here that usually buy the Marvel Legends from me, mm-hmm. he's like, "I want all your red, you know, not red ninjas, I'm right. GI Joe, sorry, uh, but your ninjas." And I go, "Okay," and I open the box. I'm like, "Wait, there's only one per." I'm like, "Oh, oh no!" He goes, "How many are you going to give me?" I'm like, three. He goes, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's all I have because wow. that's all it came." You know, unless you order, I ordered a case of them because I know they're an army builder. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The thing is, is again, it's going to be one of those things that is going to skyrocket because eventually people that want to actually build that figure to be taller than six inches. Yeah. Yep. They're gonna want. They're gonna want those. Yeah. Even the 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 segments themselves are probably gonna be out of this world. And that's the thing. And it's such a crazy character that they would put out there. You know, Stilt Man. But in that wave, they've got the Frogman, you know, which is just an absolute, and it's a beautiful kind of concept that they would even do that, you know? And so it's like, on one hand, you're like, way to go, Hasbro. On the other hand, you're like, come on, Hasbro. You know, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster of emotion. It really, it really is. It really is. It's amazing, but this sucks. (laughs) And when my, and when my wife's not listening anymore, I have to talk to you about that Marvel Legends wave. But anyhow, um, Questions. Got some questions coming okay. in uh, from uh, Dan and Ricardo, both, you know, great members of the cantina. Want to know, Jim, what is, if you could pick one or two pieces, what are two pieces of your collection that, like, are your your favorite? You know? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. My favorite right now, hands down, is my Joker bust. It's a life-size bust from Sideshow. Okay. Um, I got lucky and found it in a way off land in Indiana where <laughs> this was sitting in a case and they, they go for $5,000 these things. Whoa. And I seen it in the case and I looked and I go, how much is that? He goes, 
uh, that's retail. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, it's retail. I'm like, oh, I got to call my wife, you know? Mm. So I, I called my fiance at the time, but the wife. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to get this because there's no reason. But I got it. And it's the life-size bust. He has real clothing on, a flower. His teeth look real. It's His head is bigger than mine, and I'm a big guy. <laughs> that's probably my number one thing as in collectibles i'd say the whale as in gi joe is my is my favorite and most prized possession out of that um for star wars uh my millennium falcon growing up about that that and that was my millennium falcon was probably the that in my the ewok village because i love it and you know that would be my main ones. Well, I know kind of going back to your, your Joker bust, and this is a question from Derek, another great member of the cantina. Anybody that knows you, know you knows you love the Joker. Where did that start? I mean, obviously you got a love for Joe. You got a love for McFarland stuff early on, but why this fascination with the Joker? Being a comic book guy um, originally and seeing the Batman always have to go against the Joker. I was used to seeing Marvel characters have their arch nemesis, but you know, Batman had Penguin, of course, and stuff like that. But the Joker was the his that was his enemy. And then I started reading more about the comics, and it got into it. And I'm like, this guy makes sense, even though he's a lunatic. He kind of makes sense. There is a duality amongst men. There is good and evil, and. Um, there's not somebody who's purely evil or purely good. It, there's a mixture. So I started looking into that going, yeah. And then the cartoons, you know, with Mark Hamill, amazing, the animated. Um, it just got me more and more than Joker. Um, that's one of my nicknames. And then uh, the movies, you know, of course, uh, the the Suicide Squad Joker, uh, I, I I was never a fan of that. Even <laughs> with that movie, I was never a fan. But Heath, Joaquin, you know, it, it, it's just amazing, amazing. So that's how I got into it. It just it keeps growing. So so you were into comics back in the day, then? Yes. What what were you reading mostly? What what was what hooked you into comics? Do you remember? Uh. Little kid mm-hmm. walking into those stores where they had them on the shelf, right uh, in the in the clear plastic. You yeah. buy this, you get a special little card with it, or yeah. whatever it was. It's Seven Eleven. It could be anywhere. Comics mm-hmm. were everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You could get a book for you know twenty five cents. I mean, it was something you could buy on your allowance, or you could find in the the uh, in the parking lot and go. I found a quarter. Ooh, I'm going to go buy a comic book. Mm-hmm. And um, the range of them, uh, it was Batman, Spider-Man. I was never a big Superman guy. Um, it was mainly Spider-Man, Batman. Okay. I think it was because I liked the villains the most. Right. <laughs> well, listen, when you talk about, and, and this is one of those things that I catch flack for here on here on my show, is I maintain, I think Spider-Man's rogues gallery is just as good or even better than, in some instances, Batman's Rogues Gallery. To me, they're the two best Rogues Galleries in in all of comics. So, because you mentioned with Batman, not only does he have the, the the Joker, 
but there's Penguin out there. There's Riddler. There's Catwoman. You know, there is. Uh, there, there's, and then when you get into that next little level, you know, it just it, it, it. They're so colorful and so different. Two faces there, like you say. Yeah, just a great scarecrow. Great cast of characters on Spider-Man's side. You got the Green Goblin. You got the Hobgoblin. You got Mysterio, the four aforementioned Mysterio, Doc, Doc Ock. Ock. Yes, Doc Ock. You know. Even your thugs like Electro and, and then the gangsters like Tombstone and Hammerhead and um, Scorpion and all these Rhino, you know, Kingpin. I always thought Kingpin, uh, thought of Kingpin as a Spider-Man villain more than a Daredevil villain just because that's where I was introduced to him, you know. And I just think that as far as just a colorful cast of formidable foes, you know, Spider-Man is right up there in Higgs Rogues Gallery with Batman. Now, Lucas, you're sitting there shaking your head. Yeah, well, again, I was I was more of a DC guy, so there's my, you know, my uh, my bias there. But I think we need to put it to the masses, okay? No, so because the masses are going to disagree with me, and I don't like that. Uh, that's that's life. Okay. <laughs> so if you're watching this on Facebook, go ahead and put your comment in. At the end, we're going to count it. Oh, and great! See which Rogues Gallery is better? Oh Spider Man or Batman? All right. Well, I'll tell you, you'll be Did hard. I get a vote. Yeah. Do, I, yeah. I, I, what do you think? I, I agree totally with Steve. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm muting you from now on. <laughs> Go ahead. Try to well, talk, man. <laughs> well, look at, okay, look at, here's my argument. When you think of a superhero villain, who do you think of? Right off the top of your head. I'm, like super, just like the villain or it's got any, super any, If you're looking at a superhero villain, who would you think of? Oh, man. I always think of Joker. I mean, I always think of Joker. Okay. Name some other ones. Uh, I think of Riddler. I think of Penguin. I think of Lex Luthor. And none of those had Spider-Man in it. What do you What do you mean? Now, I mean see, Superman in it. Oh, no, right. Lex Luthor and <laughs> That's right. Well, see, Lucas is saying that Spider-Man's rogues gallery isn't as good as, as Batman's. Oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha, yeah. yeah, yeah but, yeah. like, Spider, Spider-Man, I think he had just as many. I, I mean, you I, think Exactly. Of, I... I that's my point. Is I really I like Spider Man's Rogues Gallery better, but I think that Batman and Spider Man have the best Rogues Galleries. Yes. It's, it's coming in. It's coming in. The votes are coming in. We're tracking it on the West Coast. We're going to let you know we're projected <laughs> a winner here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to take a nap at about three a.m. and we'll come back in the morning to keep counting. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 thing is though is like now I want to answer your question, Jim. When you said when you think of a supervillain, I immediately go Doctor Doom in my head. Um, to me, Doom is the end-all, be-all villain. Now, Fantastic Four doesn't have the greatest of rogues galleries, but no. Doctor Doom, to me, is one of the best all-around supervillains of all time. You know, I, I, I agree, and I also I think Mag- Magneto is up Magneto's there. up there. Magneto uh, is definitely up there. I think Magneto... Yeah, I've been going back on the Marvel Unlimited app on, on my phone and reading from back in the 60s you know, and just kind of working my way up to more modern times. I started just reading like one title and I thought, you know what? They have the dates on here of the months and year when they were released. So I can read, you know, I'll read all of April of 1965 and then move on to May 1960, you know, and just kind of read it as almost they were being published. And, um, and it's really neat to go back and see how the foundations of a lot of those characters were laid so very, very early. And Magneto is one that, in those early days of the X-Men, I don't care what anybody says, 
it wasn't about mutants not being accepted. Magne- they, they were mutants. They, that was their origin. But Magneto was like, I just want to take over humans. I want, and he's always been about taking over humanity and, yeah. um, and, and ruling over humanity. And it's so funny because Magneto, back in those early days, just had the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. But he was powerful yeah. enough to go out and do it himself. And yeah. it's so much fun to read, but yeah, he's definitely a good. One. He's he's a, he's a strong supervillain, I think, out there. Steve, I'm sorry to break in. We've we've got to give update with 50 percent of the uh, precincts uh, reporting in. Uh, Batman's winning five to four. Well, I tell you what, I'm coming over here on uh, the Mixler chat, and where there are, I know at least 500 electoral votes, and um, and I'm seeing and I'm seeing Spider Man uh, is is leading right now. They have listened to you so long. Brainwashed. That's well, that's fine. That's, I'll take that. Even though I'm partial to Joker, of course, I I definitely would say when growing up seeing that old, the old, old Spider Man cartoon, the Green Goblin, yeah, yeah, the laugh, yep, yeah, um, it, it was just it, it just got you, mm-hmm. it just got you, and um. Even the new movies and stuff with, you know, you have Venom, you mm-hmm. have all these different things. You, you, you could actually imagine it now. Yeah. You, before it was just a, a small little cartoon, but now you're actually seeing movies with these characters in it. And you're just like, yeah, that was amazing. Yep. Yep. That's... And then there's, of course, failures. But <laughs> <clears throat> Well, you know what? Here... RJ's, RJ's reporting from the Facebook fat side. They just found more votes for Spider-Man in an old shoebox. That's right. That's exactly where we found them. We found it in a long box. We found it in a comic book long box. We found a bunch of votes for Spider-Man. I have a series here that are going to have to wait. Oh, my goodness. There was another question here. I I don't want to take us too far off track where we were, Uh, but uh, Stuart uh, Tullis says, is there a classic vehicle or playset that you would like to see new and improved any line and you know, what can make it better. So is there some play set or vehicle from back in the day that you'd love from to re-release and make it better? <sighs> well, star Wars has done a lot with remakes of, you know, to make them better, but they have not done the Ewok village. That's true. That's true. The Ewok Village to me, I think, would be an amazing redo in vintage collection form. If not, you know, something to bring out more of the Ewoks. Because the Ewoks, no one hates the Ewoks. If you do, you're, you know, you know, you should be kicked. <laughs> but to me, my favorite battle scenes were Hoth and Endor. Yeah. You heard it here. The Biker Scouts. Love the uh, ATSDs. I love it. AT the, the AT-ATs to me. I used to look at the Sears catalog and just go, "I'm never going to have you," mm-hmm. but I'm going to play like I have you because you're in the Sears catalog. That's right. Yeah, you know? yeah, brother. But I would say with with Star Wars, it would be uh, yeah, it has to be the Ewok Village with uh, GI Joe. There's going to be a lot of people that are probably going to get mad, but I would I would like to see a re- redo of the Defiant. Um, you, you can't. I mean, yeah, you could do stuff with the flag, but the flag is just so. It, it, you need a garage for it, right? 
yes, it's awesome and all, but I think size, I, I'd go with Defiant. Hmm. Yeah, those would be the two. I um, I I I don't think I'm alone when talking about uh, things. Always Hasbro. Here's the thing: if Hasbro today released a vintage collection style Ewok playset, it would be the base of a tree, and they would yes. charge you and they would charge you fifty dollars for it and pack mm-hmm. in two figures. Buy you ten. Know? Yeah, buy you and and if you buy ten of them, then you can build the whole actual village yeah and so you spend five hundred dollars to buy all these different bases and limbs and and you can do that that's what they've and done Walmart with the Walmart will have the exclusive yes with the the little crank on it that's right, that's right. Never find it so exactly never yeah yeah and right and you can buy the net at a target in a, in a target exclusive yeah right. um but if they would, there's only one given in a box. Yeah. So now, or or they'll do it as a Hasbro Pulse, and it'll be a seven hundred and fifty dollar gimmick. You know, where oh, yeah. yeah, where they're yeah. using actual trees that they have preserved in resin, and yeah. you know, and, and sending. It out. <laughs> but don't forget, you get that exclusive wicket. Right, right. That's going to be one of the yeah. That's one of the the boost goals. One of the you know you you get a boost when you get. Um, I, I would love to see, and I think, and and this is something I've heard talked about for years with star Wars is, you know, is do a, is do a death star play set. And, and and if you want to release, and if you want to actually sincerely do sections of the death star, you know, do a, do a build a play set kind of release with it, you know, and wave one may be the trash compactor and a couple of things wave two, but they all connect together to make a big Place it because I think um, I'm with you, Jim. I love the Ewok Village playset as a kid. It was one of my favorite things that I had, and I didn't think it got any better than having an elevator on one tree, a boulder on another tree, and a secret passage on another tree yes. with that net underneath. I didn't think oh, it yeah. got. Yeah, I, to me, it's like toys will never get better than a secret. It was so simple, yeah, yet so fantastic, yeah. But then I got to have my brother's Death Star playset. And this thing was, I mean, like you had the elevator, which every kid loves an up and down elevator, you know, whether you're cranking it on the tree or whether you're getting to do, it had the trash compactor in there. It's got the drawbridge deal. It's got the gun on top. And I'm telling you, man, I just think that, that, that those two play sets, the, the Ewok village and the death star are two of the best things to come out of toys ever, you know? Uh, the Millennium Falcon is a vehicle and a play set, you know. I, I get that, but but I'm telling, gee whiz, I just I really do dig the the old Death Star play set, and I'd love to see them redo it. Well, they've done bits and pieces of it here and there. I've got a Power of the Force, you know, detention block play set yeah. from the from the Power of the Force two line and everything. Um, but I, I'd love to see them do something like that. Uh, GI Joe side of things, I don't, I don't know because you know, for me, um, especially if they're going to do six inch scale stuff, um, I, I think that I, I don't think you go wrong with any of like what what used to be the smaller things, like try oh, your yeah, like try your bubble. yeah try your hand at a trouble bubble or a checkpoint alpha, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, and if you want to get and then and then what they'll do is they'll do the Hasbro Pulse exclusive, um, you know battle platform or terradrome and you know yep. it'll be this massive thing that no one could ever afford you know they'll have to take out an extra mortgage on their house to be able to get it fifteen hundred dollar deal for a terradrome um i do like what they did with you know the sail the, the barge yeah right? the sail barge yeah 
I wish I would have been in a position to be able to get it when they when they did the when they did the pulse on that and yeah. and I was very close to to absolutely figuring out some way to to get the Razor Crest, but I never did buy it on the Razor Crest, even though I got one. Yeah, I got. One. You can come eat lunch at my house and look at it. Oh, I will. Yeah. Oh no, we're going to play. I'm going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That thing is going to be open. We're going to have it. We're, we're, we're going to have adventures. What are you talking about? It's going to be awesome. It'll we're, be live here on Facebook. I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring the big Millennium Falcon, and okay. and we're going to have Millennium Falcon meets the Razor Crest, and it's going to be awesome. Yes. Yeah. And then you'll just see me running back and forth going, "Yo, Joe." <laughs> That'd be great. That'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. Oh, our eyes will love it. Well, you know, Mattel, back to Mattel and what they're doing with the Masters of the Universe Origin stuff, like they have retooled the old, uh, basically they pulled up the mold and have just retooled a little bit the old Castle Grayskull, mm -hmm. you know? I think it's, it's a very, very good line that uh, I, th I don't think it's getting the credit it should. And... Uh, just because there's so many people that are with their blinders on going, it has to be either Marvel Legends or Black Series or Star Wars or whatever it might be. They they don't realize how fantastic these figures are actually coming out. And, it's, and I mean, and it's sixteen bucks, them, and it's amazing. and it's sixteen bucks a pop. You know, like that's not a bad price. Yeah. When you consider what the Marvel Legends and and I saw in the in, in our Walmart recently they had the Transformers red line for like two days pop on the shelves. And and the, that was something that initially I was thinking I may actually get sucked into these. But I saw them and they just don't look great. They look actually tiny. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, I can't spend what I would spend on a black series figure or a uh, or Marvel Legends for this thing, you know. But then mm -hmm. I kept going back to those to those origins figures, and I would see them on the peg. And my wife made fun of me because you know several times I almost picked up Man at Arms and and took him mm -hmm. home with me, and, and it became a joke yeah. around our house. <laughs> Man I, at Arms. I think we all enjoyed the one thing I did like about He Man is the you know everybody called it the the you know the action kung fu chop kind of thing yeah. all the. The He-Men had, you know, the pop, yeah. their, you know, spring up or their head spins or right. whatever it might yep. be. Yep. I, I think that was amazing. Again, um, to see that back in the 80s and uh, there, there, there's nothing like that. It just, it was just night and day. And seeing them coming out with these retro lines again, the Transformers, they did pretty well on, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Devastator. Um was amazing oh. to me at least um but the gi joe retro line they're doing now is just the 25th anniversary right boot. um but i still like it because i did like 25th anniversary but uh then the, the he-man stuff came out and i was like yeah now this is this is some good stuff well it, I, I really liked it because what they did with with the he-man is they actually took the old stuff, and they basically said, we're just going to give you what it was, whereas Hasbro is like, here's the old stuff. It is what it was, but it's exactly what it was. With He-Man, it's like, you know what? Our leg systems were messed up back in the day. Uh, the, the lack of articulation at all on the arms other than at the shoulders was kind of a mistake, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you what you had as a kid, and we're fixing the problems that were there. 
with this Castle Grayskull playset, it's like instead of having little cardboard cutouts of things and labels, we're actually going to make little plastic, you know, designs. Yeah, Lucas has got the Origins He-Man there, and and it looks great, you know. This guy's awesome, man. It looks just like, I mean, a little blonder than it was, but it it looks amazing. It's an amazing figure. And now they've got, you know, now that they're doing the more wide distribution these waves that are coming out are absolutely amazing. They've got the battle armor, He-Man and Skeletor coming out. They've got, uh, they've got a wave with She-Ra and Merman and Zodak and Roboto, you know, they've got Stratos and Hordak already and, and Triclops and Ninjor of all people. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) They did uh, Scareglow, I think has already been announced in a wave. Um, Orco was already out there. Yes, yeah, Scareglow and Manny Faces and Trapjaw and Orco was is wave two of this series. You know, you think Scareglow is like that's the most obscure one of the most obscure figures out there, and it's like here you go, wave two right here with some of the big hitters. Right? You know, I, wasn't that one of the premier figures that everybody was searching for back in the day? Yeah, it was like uh, it, it it became. I think Scareglow might have been like one of those that was late in the production. Kind of like the last 17 of Star Wars. Because I think he's actually supposed to be like the ghost of Skeletor or something. Mm-hmm. Is who he's... And so... Um, now, you guys remember the uh, the He-Man cartoons where you had a fine Orko throughout the cartoon and then he'd reveal himself at the end where he was, right? Well, now, well, now I hate to break it to you, Jim, but I don't think Orko was the one hiding. I think that was the She-Ra cartoon and the little rainbow bright looking guy was hiding in the background. Well, I thought it was Orko. I thought there was something with Orko too. Well, or- I thought Orko would come out and do it. I could be wrong, but that's what I remembered. I mean, it was so long ago. Right. As you I- seek to solve this mystery, Steve, I hate to be the 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 bearer of bad news, but we're coming up on about the about ten minutes left in the show. So okay. All right. Solve the mystery. Next but minutes. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm I just that's wrong. what I remembered it as. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm saying you're wrong. Well, all right. Um, I'm I'm digging it real quick. Um, this, this is what we call. I well, y'all can keep y'all can keep talking. I, I'll find it. No, I just want to stare at you on the Zoom. All right. Well, the the character who did that in the Shira cartoons, because he'd come out at the end and say, "Did you find me today?" And his name was Loki. What did he say? Did you find me today? Oh, that's what. Oh, yeah. His name his name was Loki. Um, oh, and he and a lot of times he didn't have much to do in the actual cartoon, but Orko was an actual character that, that had a lot to do sure. on the cartoon. And I'm looking here and I don't see, I, I, I Googled Orko hides in He-Man and what came up was low key from the She-Ra cartoon. Uh, okay. So I still think I, you're... I stand corrected. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bowing out. I think it's hidden in the archive somewhere. Okay. Well, somewhere. listen, and I'm one that will admit that I'm wrong. That's fine. Well, Listen, we'll stop looking for that information about 3 a.m. tonight, and uh, we'll get back together about 10 in the morning and, and reveal yeah. what we found. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also tally the votes. I think uh, Batman's still ahead, 6-4. to four. Well, Same. over here on the uh, on the mixer, we've got at least 1,500 electoral votes for <laughs> Spider-Man as having the best <laughs> rogues gallery. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> but with, with our tool... The great thing about the 80s, even the 90s, I, I'm not going to throw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out because they were great. Sure, yeah. 
everybody could talk about it. Right. Everybody enjoyed it. Yep. Um, I remember going to school. There was garbage pail, little muscle figures. You yeah. go and trade. I'd take my GI Joe's, hook it up to a plastic bag, and throw it up in the air like a parachute. You know. Yes. Yep. I think it brought a lot to you as a child uh, interacting with other children. Yep. Um, there, I watch Cartoon Network sometimes and stuff like that. I see old uh, um, Tom and Jerry stuff. I I love it. And then they have the actual commercials with the toys, and I'll sit there in awe. I could honestly watch the cartoons. Um, commercials with the toys in it forever because mm-hmm. it brings me back more to when I was a kid. Yep, yep, yeah. And I, I love it. I just, I, I can't get enough of it. And I think now the the toys and action figures are more geared towards people like us than the actual children. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you have American Girl. You have all little lines and stuff like that, but doing shows i see more adults than kids right right just what it is yep you know you have the the kid holding on to daddy as he's picking up a hundred (laughs) dollar figure and he's like i want this well we don't have enough money for that um (laughs) eat crackers today too yeah yeah here's some top ramen yeah (laughs) yeah a question came in from thor over in the cantina uh, he said, what's your favorite Transformer, Jim? You got one. Oh, uh, I'm going to say Starscream. Mm. Wow. Jim liking the bad guys. <laughs> I, I like Starscream just because of the Jets, of course. Uh, it's just a thing of mine. When uh, growing up, uh, that was a thing. It was uh, it was Jets for me. Was, I love the Constructicons. I love the, mm-hmm. you know... The Insecticons, I, I love the Dinobots. Yeah, I, I, I do, and I, of course Optimus Prime, but I would have to go with Starscream. Well, uh, Lucas, you said we got to wrap it up here. Yeah, it's time to wrap it up. Okay, um, we've, we've had a good solid group that's been hanging out with us. Um, this was fun, guys. Thanks for having. Yes, sir. Jim, thanks for being the 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 one willing to be the guinea pig, man. I think it was a great success. <laughs> A lot oh, of fun. A lot of Anytime. fun. I love talking toys. A lot yeah. of fun. And Jim, you know, Jim, guys, he is, he, he does a great job of, of, um, uh, of kind of staying on top of things. And if you want to join the group over there and reach out to Jim, he has been, he's been so good to everyone in the group to help us kind of find what we need, right. you know, and, and jump on some of the pre-orders that go out there and stuff in, in the, in the larger realm of things. And, being an entertainment earth wholesaler, it, it, you know, he, he gets that access. And so, um, it may take away from the thrill of the hunt, but man, sometimes, you know, I, I just like going to the grocery store and picking up some meat. I don't have to go sit out in the woods and wait all morning for a deer to come by. Um, oh, yeah. So, Less time spent in the deer stand, the better. That's right. <laughs> that's more time spent around the grill and the table. So, right. uh, so yeah, so join, uh, you can go to geekoutonline.com slash cantina for those listening via the podcast feed to check out over there and um, and join up that Facebook group. There are sales every other week, usually on uh, Tuesdays, right, Lucas? Yeah, usually on Tuesdays, uh, 8, or 8 Eastern time. We do have every week or every other week that we don't have that uh, special Zoom sale. We have a claim sale, which Jim just put up for us today, uh, where folks post up items uh, that are in the group 
as uh, far as a reply claim sale. So uh, any member can participate. Yep. Yeah. It's open to anybody in the group. So we've got a lot of good stuff already on there. I was going to so. say that I already see some. Uh, is that a Rex, vintage Rex mm -hmm. and Wolf and uh, some of the Mandalorian vintage stuff up there? And uh, all kinds of stuff gets up on that thread. So check it out and uh, and join up as far as the Geek Out Loud goes. If you want to join us over on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash geekoutloud. Or if you'll go to geekoutpodcast.com or geekoutonline.com, we have uh, links to Amazon when you do your shopping. If you'll go there and just click on the Amazon links and then do your shopping, it helps our shows out tremendously. And we'd greatly appreciate your help in, in that way. So... Uh, Lucas, thanks so much for setting this up, my friend. Oh yeah. Thanks you guys. And thanks Jim for being the first one to get after it. And Steve, as always, thank you for bringing, uh, yeah, thank you, Steve, your uh -huh. hosting ability and your knowledge to the game as well. Well, so. I, I, I think that I've found a new love and that is podcasting in shades. I so, think there you go. Yeah. I think you look good doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I, anything to take away from my fat face when I have to be on zoom, I'm good to go. With. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> our right. crew over on uh, in the Facebook group and Cantina group, check out that claim sale. Also, t Thursday night we'll be having a uh, Cantina TV. Jay's going to be hosting that. Uh, I think he's talking about maybe watching some of Rebels. So be on the lookout for what's coming your way a little bit later this week. So. Nice, nice. And I'll close up here on the podcast and uh, say to everyone: the email is geekoutonline at gmail .com. That's geekout online at gmail.com and uh we appreciate everyone joining up with us at mixer.com slash goaliverse and listening tonight and uh as always we appreciate you thanks for being with us and we'll see you next time on geek out loud in the cantina little throwback to the end of our conversation 